So, um, our next guest is a communications expert with two decades of experience as a writer, content writer, editor, and even marketing manager for some of South Africa's most revered brands like Tiger Wheel and Tire and grower Dawn Watertech. And after an exciting career in the corporate world, she followed her dream of opening a boutique writing and media hub in 2012 and officially founded Room 206. In the last eight years, she's created some amazing brand work for some big names like Sorbet, pretty cool, KLM Empowered, and PH Formula. And her book coaching techniques have gone on to see her clients' success as published authors and keynote speakers. We've read some of those books ourselves. <laughs> uh, she, her path hasn't always been easy, though, and her fighting spirit was in part developed by a personal health battle which saw her unexpectedly fighting for her own life. She has a big heart and an even bigger smile, and her loving and compassionate energy envelop you with every engagement you have with her. Welcome, Natasha. Welcome, Natasha. Uh, hello, guys. <laughs> Tammy, Albert, thank you. Tam, thank you for your generous intro. It's beautiful. Thank you, guys. It's so, so cool to be on the show with you. Oh, what a pleasure. I've, I've been looking forward to it. And this morning I was really excited because we always have such great conversations with you and we always leave the conversation feeling like our life has somehow, we've had this big life discussion with you, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> we're excited to see where this conversation goes. Me too. I feel the same way. And uh, yeah, and what's a conversation without getting into the, the nuts and bolts of life, hey? Yeah, you know, Tasha, for me personally, you know, we've worked, uh, me and you together uh, for, for a while, and we worked on uh, two major projects. One was The Butchery um, a few years ago, and um, and to me now, an even bigger project, which is Human Our Own Brand, but then also clients like Lasher, which we also represent. And what I've, I remember, maybe this is just a personal story, um, over the years, uh, Natasha and I lost um, a touch, and everything we always wrote, uh, everything I always did, there was always this missing piece for me. Um, and um, we then always identified it that it's Natasha. You know, there's something missing. She just used to get me. Um, she used to just summarize me so well. And I want to talk about this because writing is could be seen as a soft service. Um, writing is if you don't use what you do um if you don't use the words that you create and the formulas that you do for us um the your 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 benefit of it is something that i think is a partnership between room 206 and the client um you have to make the words work which then turns that into a sales environment um which then sells your products better position your product better um and that's why we believe it's such a key key part of our, our lives and 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 any client's lives is to identify who they are and one of the biggest things about entrepreneurs is they struggle to tell you what they do um i had somebody mm -hmm. yesterday on the balcony with me and they were like we've been in business for eight years and i still can't tell who i am and this is where for us room 206 comes in yeah so albert let me ask you if anyone asks you to speak about yourself there's that awkward moments yes. right with that that dead air actually that dead space um because i think as human beings we find it so difficult to express who we are especially when we're telling our own stories you know 
And we like to look at writing the same way. So when we're writing for a brand, it's not just words. There's a lot of feeling and there's an essence, um, a DNA, if you will, that comes through the brand. And and as writers, you know, we're skilled in a sense to, ob- to keep observing the brand as if we were observing somebody in a coffee shop, you know, um, as writers, we're trained to observe <laughs> yeah. and we're trained to witness. And so the words need a certain amount of life to bounce, bounce off that page or bounce off your website, you know. And, um, yeah, and it's interesting that you called it a soft service because I actually agree with you. It can definitely be, it can definitely be deemed a soft service, um, you know, in light of so many other agency services and content creation services that are out there. But really, you start with the words. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's what I believe. Everything starts with the words. Even when you meet someone for the first time, yes, your energy will introduce you too, but your words land. They land somehow. They land on your heart. They land on your soul. They land in your mind. I mean, how often have you walked away from a conversation and you go, I love what that person said. Yeah. And for me, it's not so much about what they say. It's how they say it. Yeah. You know, it's the essence that comes through. Yeah. Well, this is, um, you know, if you look at, you know, writing for purpose, um, you know, writing for purpose, when you say it starts all with the word, what I really enjoyed about Room 206 is that there was this, um, you know, if you just look at the hearts and what, how you guys write, there's, there's this emotion that comes through. But what I really enjoyed about it the most is that you turn it into an angle that it explains the business, the product, the service, the value, uh, uh, and it explains it in such a way that it's relatable and that you adapt to every single scenario that you need to do. Um, and that's something that, that adaptability, because writing, you can Google today, you can Google copywriter and you'll have many, many options. But that's just extracting your words and putting it down on paper. Where I feel Room 206 comes in, they take what you say, but then convert that into a commercial message that's still written with intelligence. I don't know if I'm doing you justice there. I love what you said. And I think maybe the intelligence, Albert, is it's an EQ of some sort and maybe also an AQ of some sort, you know, that adaptability, um, uh, CQ. There's so many different intelligences. I've been in, in, in conversations these days where the intelligences are just being laid out on the table. And maybe this is definitely um, a case in point that there is um, a writing intelligence that feeds through the EQ of of what we do, you know. Yeah. Um, turning it into something commercial is, you know, it's, we at 206, and this is just us, this is just our side of things, um, but I speak maybe perhaps on behalf of many writers out there, it takes a certain amount of feeling before you put those words to a page. So even if we're talking about a product, Let's say we're selling toilet paper for yeah. once of a better product in, in and a commodity right now. <laughs> um, there's going to be more to it because you're tapping in. You're not selling the product. You're selling the feeling. Yeah. You're selling what it is to be connected yeah. to that product. And, you know, connection is an intelligence in itself, yeah. I have to say. Um, it's something that I think as human beings we should be studying a lot more and how to connect with a product as if it was a human being. Absolutely. I'll give, it, I'll give a practical example. So 
um, I'm going to speak specifically about Lash. Um, we we have this client for the last three and a half years. It's become family to us and an extension a little bit to Room 206 as well. But we, Lasher had this internal thing where they called themselves the metal bashers. Um, and it was a mindset that we had, and it was a humble one. The, it comes from a humble place where, you know, we're not fancy, they, they, they're factory people, they just want to make a great product. And then you went through the process with us, and one word that you changed to us is metal masters. Now, just, you, you look back at it, and you, your team came back. And Now, just to give you an idea what that means, it immediately elevates the feeling from all staff. When you explain, take it from metal bashers and to metal masters, in one word, you elevated the feeling at working at Lasher, the engineering side, the science behind what we do. And when we say a spade is not just a spade, that's to us <laughs> what Room 206 did. They helped us to identify why we're so passionate about what we do. And this is not just under Lasher, this is for all our clients. And then you just with one word, and obviously we've had many many words from you, uh, thousands and thousands and thousands. <laughs> yeah. But that's the, that's to me is the purpose. Uh, when you looked at it from that perspective and you're like, no, this is a 91 year old business. This is a fantastic brand. Why are they calling themselves that? And to me, that is a little bit of where you use that word. And to me, it turns into profit and sales and, and more market or brand pool. Mm. And you know, we being wordsmiths, um, I must tell you, we are very passionate about words. Um, <laughs> we it, Words will keep us up at night. You don't Actually, give it you know, a lot, things, <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> I can tell you that I have many dialogues in the middle of the wee hours of the morning uh, with me in the universe talking about a million different kinds of words one could use. It's like we tap into our own uh, thesaurus in a way in our brains, yes. you know. Um, we honestly believe that words reverberate. They have a vibration. Um, you know, and this, I don't think this is a scientific uh, study at all. So I'm, I'm putting it out there as my own opinion on it. Um, words have a vibration. I've been fortunate enough to be writing for, since I was 18 years old. I, even in my corporate career, I was freelance writing. And I really fell in love with the framing of words, the sentencing, the paragraphing, where you put your full stops, where you put your commas, it makes all the difference in your pause and your drama, you know. And one word, if, if we use Lash as the example, we went from the basher yeah. to the master. Yeah. Because the truth is they were masters all along. Yeah. But sometimes, again, and going back to your point earlier, Albert, the entrepreneur or the business owner doesn't always know how to promote themselves or yeah. how to elevate themselves because they're so busy working in the business yeah. um, or, or maybe even on the business. And we often take our words for granted and they can do they can get, bring us many triumphs and they can also ruin many relationships. <laughs> I learned a word, this Dutchman from Forkies learned a word this week, unfettered, unfettered. What is it? Unfettered, I think. Yes, it's free or independent. Um, yes, un unfettered. Yes, yes uh, that was. Just now, how did beautiful. that word make you feel? Oh, absolutely intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful word, unfettered, unfettered. It's so beautiful. It actually is freeing. But yeah, the more you say words out aloud, 
And that's essentially um, what you want to do when you're expressing and communicating is when you're reading a novel or you're reading a story on a website or, or you're reading just a, a, a product story, you almost want the theater of your mind to be reading it for you so you can hear your own audio. Yeah reading it as if you were reading it out aloud. And that's what you want the words to do with your brand. And if you don't mind me mentioning one more thing, positive pages. Um, so just <laughs> just tell us a little bit about the practicality I make contact with you. Um, these are the services that you offer. How does it briefly work? And then perhaps what's the idea behind positive pages? Well, I'm so glad you mentioned positive pages, Albert. You know, actually... This was also a little project, a passion project that the team and I birthed in the early hours of the morning, a given morning during these very challenging times that we're finding ourselves in with um, COVID-19. Um, and it was really just just prior to the start of lockdown, we, we didn't even know what was coming. We, we felt that the energy was low around us. We were talking to some of our clients. The morale was a bit down already before prior to lockdown. Yeah. And we just wanted to spread joy. You know, our ethos at 206 is to affect lives positively through our words, through what we do. And, you know, you have to live your brand truth. If you want to get anywhere as an entrepreneur, you have to believe in your own ethos. Otherwise, we won't climb and we won't elevate, you know. And so we said, let's go on this mission. Let's spread the love and the joy through a passion project called Positive Pages. And essentially what this was, um, was a shout out to South Africa um, and additionally the world to send us a page of positivity. Anything that sparked your joy, anything that sang to your heart, um, anything that lit you up from the inside out. Um, Because when we are stressed, And when we are fighting the fight, we are very much in reactive mode. And we're often radioactive ourselves, you know. And we were sitting here as a nation on the brink of this very, very fearful time. And we forget that we have some joy. We forget about the little things around us. And we might even forget about the beautiful memories that we've crafted with the people we love over time. And it's amazing what happens when you tap into a little bit of that heart space and you start writing. And we we put it out there and we received over 200 pages. Oh, that's incredible. Um, We were so surprised. Let me tell you, we had no idea where that was going to go. And we are publishing an ebook of these positive pages, which we're very excited about. Um, where all these beautiful souls who have penned their joy in order to inspire others in moments of darkness um, will be given credit into into our ebook, you know. And so that was the positive pages, and it wasn't even a service, actually. (laughs) It was a passion project. You know, if you will, it was a calling. And And I think also if we speak business, I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we miss those signs. To me, no. it's, 
to me it's yeah. mindset as well natasha when you when you think about that you're like okay with all the hardship all the challenges everything going on is around us in this world um you know almost a positivity almost like i, I don't want to hear it because there's too much negative but let me tell you what those things do they set the mind if you read that at seven o'clock in the morning your mindset for the day uh is more effective um uh, more efficient um, and if your mindset is better or improved on the day it ultimately affects your business uh, your service the way you might work or whatever you might do um, so it serves that purpose and all we have to do as humans is be open to that moment in our minds yeah i agree absolutely so, it is about changing the mindset and also the heart set yeah yeah the heart set yeah that's a good, i like that yeah, and I think that is that is how we need to lead, you know. Um, I think we need to be replacing all this fear at the moment currently even uh, with with love and joy um, and appreciate so many things in our businesses. Um, you know, and I know a lot of, and I say this with sensitivity because I know many, many have had to close their doors during this time and and none of us are safe actually yeah, yeah none of us are none safe us we're are all safe. teetering on the edge yeah. of the what if yeah um but if we can appreciate uh what we've done in a business and and how we've supported our own and how we've we've tried as a human you know i think entrepreneurs we forget we're human albert yeah we're very you hard know, on ourselves as well yeah, we take ourselves a little bit too seriously. We're always running the race, and sometimes we forget that we're also human. And I think if we turn around and we go, shit, yeah. we already won because we tried. And as long as you can say you tried and you gave it your best, I mean, you've already won, in my opinion. Well, I'm, I'll in the day where I, I'm going to say I'm going to take that word I'll put it on record heartfelt will be used uh, from year on uh, and the IP sits with us now Natasha <laughs> <laughs> you can have it <laughs> you can have it call to action for me um Yes, somebody, Natasha, um, just another human, incredible business, and, and I mean incredible business. You know, what that team does with so much passion and so much life, we always get more out of the team than they ever promised. Um, we, we, we use them to make our business and our clients' businesses better. We use them for sellout strategies, for in-sell strategies, for commercial value. Um, and it's a call to action that you've got this incredible, I, I want people to know behind the, this is a Natasha, it's a Kaylin, it's a Leanne. You can call them, make contact with them. Um, and the, the, the biggest thing that I want to ask you is that if you, if you look at what was your biggest mistake, okay, maybe over the last few years or whenever that was, maybe there wasn't a mistake, and then just how have you used that, um, and then how do we get hold of Room 206? Sure, absolutely. And, you know, Albert, I just want to say you and Tammy, um, you inspire me on the daily, and just being in your company right now is a blessing for me. So thank you for this. That's a um, okay, so I have made many mistakes. <laughs> Let me just put that out there. I have to I have to give you a little bit of context, if you don't mind. No. Um, I was always the person at the lunch table with the family who would listen to everybody's story. Um, about their business because I come from a family of entrepreneurs and very successful entrepreneurs. 
And I would listen to the, the woes, um, the losses and the triumphs, and I'd be quite bored, to be honest, because I was earning my wonderful salary in corporate and I was climbing the career ladder. Mm-hmm. And I swore to myself I would never run my own business because I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to, you know. And um, and look at me. I'm running my business now. <laughs> 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 the point is I was never that person. Well, I believed I was never that person, you know. But there was a small little fire that was dying inside of me over the years that I wasn't tapping into. And I think that it was this nature of wanting to seek more because I knew there was more. And that's when I took this this leap of faith, literally, and I jumped. I actually jumped from my corporate career with no job to go to. Um, and I I was trying to find a job, to be honest, because I thought, you know what? I'm safer, I'm safer in corporate. I'm yeah. safer there, you know. But nothing came my way. And that is actually what pushed me to try. Yeah. And there's that word again, you know, try. Yeah. To yeah. give it a go. Um, hell, do you know anybody else that builds built a business on words? No. So why don't you try and maybe you could be the first, yeah. you know? And, you know, again, like you said in, in the start of our conversation, it, it's a soft sell. To sell words, to, to be a wordsmith, I'm better off being a freelancer, right? Yeah. But but I took this risk um, for my sins. <laughs> let's do it. You know, let's go for it. And to fast track a little bit for you, um, the business started growing. And uh, just a few years back, I mean, we've been running for eight years now, but only just a few years back, I decided not to be a solopreneur anymore. And I decided to invite more people in because the business was scaling, I use that word loosely as well, but we were scaling in our own way and it was time to have a dream team. So now to answer your question, because this is the lead up, I have, there are many mistakes I could go into, but there is one, one moment in my life through this entrepreneurial journey that I have to share. And this for me is the most significant, I think. It was a few years ago. I want to paint the picture for you. I'm sitting in my little white Honda Jazz, okay, and I'm sitting and I've got my laptop on on my lap. I've got about six or seven lever arch files sitting on my passenger seat. I've got a box of God knows what in the back seat. Uh, It must have been technical gear like Wi-Fi portals and wires. I've got a, I've got an empty paper, uh, an empty um, chocolate wrapper, sitting very warm water because I've been sitting in that car for a while, and I'm parked, I'm parked on the corner of like, I don't know, it might have been the third and oh, something in Parkhurst, and I'm crying, I'm crying my eyes out here. And I'm having a real big moment with myself. And um, what led to this moment for me was, yeah, I was scaling the business and I had gone on a recruitment drive and I had hired two incredible human beings for their talent and their skill. And they had left their position to join this dream team called Room Room 206. And we were going to fly, you know. And they were excited and they hadn't joined me yet because they were joining me in a couple of days. And 
I had no office. So what happened there was I had a little office, a little office which they were going to join me at, and as fate would have it, I had a fallout with the landlord. I had to um, leave very quickly. Uh, we won't get into that story. Yeah. And my pride also stepped in the way because, you know, I decided, well, you know what? I can do this on my Stuff own. And, yeah. yeah, it was three weeks before three weeks before um, my new people were starting and hell, I would find an office. I'd be, I'd be okay. You know? And the truth is guys, I was turned into days, turned into weeks and I had nowhere to go. And these wonderful, excited, enthusiastic um, employees were about to start. And I had just made a phone call. So I take you back to that car where I was sitting and I had just phoned both of them. And this is how the conversation went. Hey, how are you doing? Are you are you really excited about joining? I can't wait to have you. Um, we're super amped. You know, we're, me and the universe, we're super amped. Um, can't wait to have you on board. Um, just one little thing. Um, we don't have an office. And then there was this silence at the end of the phone. To which I continued... But I'm working on it, and I tell you what, in two days, so you'll come to the office wherever we're going to be, this was the conversation, um, and you're going to start, and everything's going to be perfectly fine, so don't even worry about it, um, and uh, yeah, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a call in a couple of days and let you know where the address is. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, okay, you know, fine. Uh, phone yeah. the ex-employer, <laughs> please, can I have my job back? <laughs> And when I put the phone down to both of them, you know, I, that's when the, the big crying episode happened because what happened to me is I felt like a failure. Yeah. I felt like I had let my pride step in mm-hmm. and and I made a mistake perhaps by not sorting something out amicably um, for the sake of yeah. a new team. Yeah. And I was reactive and not responsive. Yeah. And there I was sitting in a car <laughs> with all my stuff and I thinking to myself, how am I going to create this dream team and what impression have I left with these new people? Um, I'm a failure. I'm actually a failure. And I had a really big conversation with myself in that, that day. Um, and I realized something and I worked on something post that incident about being reactive as a business owner it doesn't do you any good. Yeah. Um, and yes, things worked out because funny enough, funny enough, the offices we do have now are actually just up the road from where my car was parked. In the <laughs> which is just ironic. It's just ironic. And the team did start with me and we happened to very gratefully hot desk. Guys, I came from corporate. Back in the day, who even knew what a hot desk was? It yeah. wasn't even a thing, okay? And also that's another thing I want to mention here in this little story is that we build our structures around our benchmarks and what we know. And while I thought I was a failure that day and I beat myself up about it, I realized that I had to become more fluid with my structures. I had to actually break down the structure that I knew that I was so safe and cushioned in my corporate job. And I had to break all of that down and realize that this wasn't a failed moment. 
yeah, I made a mistake in maybe rushing out there and being too hasty. And in fact, it was a very reflective moment for me because I realized, number one, respond, don't react. Number two, receive the information you uh, receive what you're getting, receive the signs, receive the information, and then do something with it. Yeah. I actually call it the R&R, which has got nothing to do with rest. The R&R of business is to receive and respond yeah. um, and not to react. And also then ultimately to forget what you know. Forget what you know and stay curious. Yeah. You know, and this is what happened to me that day. So it was a, it was a mistake that turned into a very big um, epiphany for me. That's yeah. another beautiful word. Um, and, and it changed a lot for me. And, you know, to this day when I, when I speak to the team that I hired, they always, they always say to me, yeah, we were a little bit uncertain about you. <laughs> we're not 100% sure if this is actually I'm just glad you didn't give them the real scene uh, about where you were, what yeah. your situation was, because I think they would have run, Natasha. I think... Uh, <laughs> oh, they wouldn't. They totally would know, but I sometimes wonder. I wonder who was watching me, you know? Okay. I'm always watching everyone else. Yeah. I'm so cool. I love it. But I was wondering who was watching me that day. There must have been somebody standing there going, oh, my word, something awful has just happened here. You know? Shame. I would have um, gone to give you a hug. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say, oh, but that would have been, I think it's my, it was my lowest moment, which turned me into a hustler. Yeah. Yeah. It actually turned me into a hustler because I realized I, I have to be flexible. I have to be resilient. And this is life, right? This happens to entrepreneurs, surely to business owners. I can't be the only one, or maybe, I don't know, that was parked in their car no. at some point. No, you know. Crying eyes out and wondering why the hell I ever jumped ship I, to do this. Forgive me, I don't want to add it, but I remember that when we opened up the butcheries uh, the first morning, uh, we were packing right through the night. Um, and at four o'clock that morning, I took Donnie into the parking lot. Um, just invested all my life savings into this building, and I wow. said, "I said to him, listen, we're running. I'm done. I'm not. We are closing this business. We are not opening it anymore." Um, and and that was about two and a half hours before opening. Um, and I wow. remember, I remember both of us just looked at each other, started laughing, went and had a shower, came back and opened up the day. Wow! So we've all we've all been there. So you know, I'm thinking we should actually go on this mission called the parking lot, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. You know, can you imagine how many moments have happened in the daily park? <laughs> I was just yeah. going to say, in the last four months, there's been <laughs> there's many been of them. And we, and we certainly don't laugh at it. We just, uh, you know, it's that human moments where we should support each other so much more. Um, Natasha, I tell you, our, our time with you has been exceptional, but I want to know, how do I get hold of Room 206? What's the call to action here? <laughs> Um, okay, there are many options. Uh, we are definitely um, available online for anybody who is still a little fearful to meet with a mask. Um, we can do Zoom calls. We can even do Zoom workshops for you. Um, and if you want to have a consult with us, you can just email me on natasha at room206.co.za. Um, alternatively, just check out our website, room206.co.za. And we're on Instagram. Um, it's at room206media. And, if, yeah, I mean, 
we really are there to support communication as best as we can. And also, especially during this time, I think a lot of people uh, are feeling low and teams are feeling low um, and individuals are feeling low. And if we can help motivate with some amazing content and words, then that's what we here to do. Well, from all of us here, uh, Natasha, I really want to honor the three of you and you as the leader in that business. Um, thank you for the challenges that you take on. Thank you for the risks that you've taken on. Um, thank you for that you got out of that Honda uh, that morning. Uh, we appreciate it tremendously. By the way, I still drive that Honda and I love it. I, I, I was going to say, she still loves that car just as much as that day. Um, um, but but thank you for also playing our your role in our lives. And I hope that other clients will also find the um, the clarity when working with you guys and how that helps us as a business to grow forward. It motivates the staff internally and our people that work here with us. Um, so thank you very much for your encouragement and to Caitlin and Leanne as well. You guys are a fantastic team. We bless your business and we hope many, many clients will come your way. Oh, Albert, thank you. And to you and Tammy, just as I said, inspiring us always and your encouragement keeps us going. Um, and thank you for the blessings because we echo it right back to you. Yeah. Thanks, Keep going. Keep firing up. Thank you so much, Otash. And thank you for today. We appreciate Thanks, it so much. 